Broadcasting live from TOFUTV.ca. This one's for you. Postmedia poster boy bends the knee. Alt media in Canada goes on the offense. Beware the Ides of March, but why? Poutine or Putin? How do you say it? And I have proof that we are witnessing a nefarious ritual on a global scale. Do you agree? Join the conversation by phone or Discord chat, because this one's for you. Monday night, it's time for This One's For You. Broadcasting live, 7 p.m. My name is Pete. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to be your host tonight. Putin or Putin? How do you say it? It's an actual debate if you head north of the French uh, River here in Ontario. Uh, And it depends on uh, who you talk to. It was actually quite the viral marketing stunt pulled by this virtue signaling diner out in Quebec. Check these guys out. Poutine, not Poutine. Classic Quebec dish off the menu in France and Canada. French restaurant threatened for selling fries, cheese, and gravy snack that sounded like Russian leader. Vladimir Putin's decision to invade Ukraine has prompted demonstrations around the world and hundreds of thousands are taken to the street to condemn war. And one way they're doing it is by by taking poutine off the... Taking poutine off the menu. Is that going to do it? How's it going, Crystal Johnson? Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you to everyone out in internet land joining me live tonight. This here, this song is a synthwave remix of the national anthem of the USSR. (laughs) So how do you say it? Crystal, how do you say it? Poutine or Putin? This all reminds me of this thing that happened out in the States when they were going to war uh, in Iraq, it was uh, Freedom Fries. You remember that? Because the French were against the invasion of Iraq, right? So uh, they, they started calling French Fries Freedom Fries. That happened back in 2003. So we do this stuff. This stuff is it's normal. It's natural. It's what we do. All right. Uh, speaking of fries, this guy here, he always seems a little fried to me. Brian Lilly. 
of Post Media Sun Sun News. The Toronto Sun's Brian Lilly. He's making an ass out of himself. Lilly, the World Economic Forum, is a weird organization, but they don't run Canada or the world. All right, let me pull up his little globalist apologetics. That's what this is. Check this out. Here it is. I made sure to archive it because I don't want to give these dorks a click. All right, so it's uh, Lily. The WEF is a weird organization, but they don't run Canada or the world. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. If you're concerned at all about the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, or Klaus Schwab, then you're familiar with the phrase, I'm here to break some news to people, though, especially those who have taken concern over the phrase to an unhealthy level. All right, and this is where he goes into getting all pedantic and and telling you you're a conspiracy theorist, and he's essentially, he's bending the knee to keep his job. You can tell what he's doing. He has to, he has to put this out to save face for post-media, at least for, for the Toronto Sun. His argument in the article, which is in the show notes, I just posted it in the nick of time, <laughs> so if you go to uh, Discord or the Telegram, it's already there. And if you're listening on the podcast in the future, you can go to uh, the archive page. And on the bottom, there's going to be a blog that has uh, that has the, the show notes for you. So his argument essentially is the people that are running the world aren't really running the world. That's it. That's if you finish the article, that's what you're going to get out of it. It's a big old nothing to see here. <laughs> I already kind of explained last week, though, how the World Economic Forum influences politicians. Uh, so I'm not going to get back into that. But Brian, he's being pedantic while insulting your intelligence. So uh, he's just outright ignorant himself. He's not exactly trustworthy, though. He's uh, he, He's been covering Ford for like the last couple years, giving him some good, some good coverage, you know. But he's also banging Ford's press secretary. I don't know if you know this. Check it out. Here he is. No, I'm not signing up for Canada Land's newsletter, but I will read their headline. The columnist who covers Doug Ford for the Toronto Sun lives with Doug Ford's press secretary. They've been involved since 2019. This is from uh, March 26, 2021. So who knows? There could be trouble in paradise. But yeah, at one point he was covering. Uh, he was covering Ford and you know, covering his press secretary as well, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so uh, here's some quick facts about the World Economic Forum that we didn't cover last week. So maybe if you're listening, you can brush up on your investigation skills, Brian. Uh, the World Economic Forum is actually chaired by this one global investment management firm. It's called BlackRock. If you haven't heard about BlackRock, well, guess what? There's a link in the show notes for you. It's a big one. It's a big article. So what I've done is I've paraphrased it. I'll show it to you real quick. Let's, uh, oh, okay, sorry about that. And where are we? Okay, here we go. There's the article itself. So it's uh, from geopolitics.co. Colossal Financial Pyramid, BlackRock, the World Economic Forum, and Great Reset. Okay, so paraphrase, though, what I got for you here is is basically what they're talking about in this article is 
Who is BlackRock? Well, they're an investment firm with $9 trillion uh, worth of income, and that's a higher GDP than every country on the planet, except for the U.S. and China. And they have more political influence over the world than the Federal Reserve and most governments. Uh, Larry Fink is the the guy who runs it. He is the, the head of BlackRock. I keep on thinking of Larry Flint, the hustler guy, but no. No, it's Larry Fink. And uh, he's a board member on of both. He's the CEO of BlackRock, and he's also a board member of the World Economic Forum. So you see how it intertwines. He's not just one of the guys who goes and sits down in the crowd. He's one of the guys who's like running the show with Schwab and Christia Freeland. I could actually show you a list of people who are running that show, not just hanging out for uh, the conference with Pierre Poliver and, uh, what's her name, Michelle Rempel. So here we go. Leadership and governance. Well, you got Mr. Schwab there, the Schwartz. But then you got Mark Carney, who was uh, United Nations Special Envoy for Climate Action and Finance, but he was also, he's also really high up in Canada. Uh, I think he, was, he, he ran the bank of Canada or something like that at one point, but he's real big deal in Canada. Mark Carney, you can look him up and figure that out for yourself. I forget at the current at right right now, but uh, okay. So there's Larry Fink, and then there's the Wicked Witch of the North, Christia Freeland. There's more people on here uh, that we could call out, but not right at the very moment. I don't have the info right at the very moment, but as you can see. BlackRock, part of the World Economic Forum. Okay, so why is that a big deal? Well, Joe Biden and BlackRock are basically a team. Kind of like how Obama and Goldman Sachs were a team. The article actually explains it in further detail. Basically, his lead economic advisor is a guy named Brian. And Brian was a global head of sustainable investment at BlackRock. Uh, and then the VP, Kamala, well, her economic advisor is from BlackRock. And BlackRock are the people who are buying up all the houses. They're bidding them up. That's, who, that's the investment firm that's doing it, that's raising all the real estate prices. It's them. BlackRock. So, and then when you get that far, you start to put more pieces together and you figure out what happened to the trucker convoys GoFundMe. Check this out. This is a thread that explains who's BlackRock, and then you get through to Lauren Finch or Fink there, and then uh, it explains that there is a connection between. BlackRock, Blackstone, and GoFundMe. Okay, so GoFundMe is owned by Excel Management, a venture capital firm who is owned by the Internet Data Group, who is owned wholly by Blackstone. Blackstone is owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. So, if you're wondering, there's th this whole thread reader uh, article is... Uh, that's in the show notes as well, so you can follow up as, as well on this. But if you're wondering what happened there, now you, you can kind of put those pieces together. It's all 
they're all, you know, talking to each other in one way, shape, or form. It's basically, here's how it works, Brian. Not everyone who attends the World Economic Forum is a globalist, but all the globalists attend the World Economic Forum. So there's, there's a strong fucking correlation. I hate you! I hope you die! See what I mean? It's, there's, a, there's a correlation. Regardless. Anyways, some good news. Uh, I was at the Freedom March this weekend. We're going to talk about that a little later. It was really cool. It was really fun. Uh, I encourage you to go. Actually, here's a, a scene that I captured from the Freedom March just before they got out. It was a little awkward. I wanted to share this one live because I, I didn't want to just like tweet it and and be like, ooh, look what happened here. But this this did happen. So check it out. Nobody like reported on it as far as I saw. So. Uh, wait a second. I gotta, I gotta fix the audio. I don't wanna, don't wanna blast any audio. Okay. So, and then, boom. Does anybody else want to be a leader of a movement for a little bit for a weekend? So much fun. <laughs> so if you could see what's happening there, uh... Uh, They're doing the rally, uh, and uh, somebody jumped up on the podium with a Ukraine uh, flag, and it just, it was awkward. It was just an awkward moment, and Buddy was like, uh, anybody want to take over for me? I can't really handle this right now. So like I said, does anybody else want to be a leader of a movement for a little bit for a weekend? So much fun. (laughs) Thanks, guys. It was weird. It was awkward because it was an older dude that jumped up with the flag. And, you know, everybody has their right to protest, really. I mean, like, he can he can protest, and that is where you protest. I mean, it was... I don't really consider it conflicting events, but... Uh yeah, it was an awkward moment. I don't know how to how to parse that one any further. It was definitely an awkward moment. Okay, uh, if you want to show the show the show some support, I would really appreciate that. I gotta give a big shout out to Zodzaya. He hooked me up with uh, with a super chat through uh, through buy me a coffee just before we started. So Zodzaya, thank you very much. He says time for the show, and that it is. That it is. I don't want to drop my phone. Okay. Uh, so if you head over to this one's for you on the internet, tofutv.ca. Let me... Ooh, I don't want to... There we go. I didn't want to give you an... Ec- there we go. There it is. All right. So if you click on this tab right here on the right side, it says support. Uh, basically, you got Tippy Stream, you got Buy Me a Coffee, and if you would like to support the show that way, I would really appreciate it. But right now, we're trying to grow to sh- grow the show, so if uh, you could share it, that would be the best way right now. Uh, share it far and wide. Let everybody know you're watching. This one's for you. It's the show for you every Monday, 7 p.m. All right, carrying on. Thanks for that support, though, by the way, Zodzaya. He's, he's really, really, really helping out. And, uh, yeah, like I said, there was some good news today. Tamara Lich got uh, her bail just about a couple hours ago. She got out, and everybody was cheering for her. That was pretty awesome to watch. Uh, There was a stream uh, 
out by the shed, I think his name is. He was he was streaming it. That was just a couple hours ago. So that was awesome. I actually got I got interviewed this time uh, by Greg Wycliffe. I interviewed him a few months ago, and then I saw him on the street while I was at the march, and then he interviewed me. So that was fun. Uh, I'm going to leave a link to his stream in the show notes, and we're going to watch that interview a little later. And we are going to talk about a big pee-pee and a little pee-pee. That's Pierre Polivier and a man who was crushed to death in a porta potty. Okay, now play some cool music. Introducing Google. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the cunts, the dogs, the filth, the shit. Here is someone who stood up. This one's for you streams live on multiple platforms. Go to tofutv.ca forward slash live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for all the video You can't handle the truth. This one's for you. Streaming live every Monday at tofutv.ca. in Ontario, Canada. This one's for you. Broadcasting live. Thanks for joining me. I made this meme in response to Little Pippi's article in the National Post. If you're on the if you're on the podcast in the future, it's the uh, Basically insinuating that uh, that Pierre Polyver is a fake conservative, and I stand by my word. That's how I feel. It's how I feel. <laughs> but yeah, it was in uh, response to this article here. Check it out. Pierre Polyver, Canada must get tough on Russia. Canada must be able to speak from a position of strength. How, buddy? How? <laughs> By using NATO? Really? Is it conservative to start World War III? Is it? Is it? <laughs> well, he goes on and on and on, and I'm not going to read his whole diatribe. But, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about Mr. Polyver. I don't really think he's uh, much of a... Conservative, I don't really trust him. I might be cynical. You can always convince me otherwise. I'll do this real quick if you want to call me up. Am I cynical? Is he uh, is he fighting for us? Is Pierre Polyver on our side? Let me know what you think. 
705-482-5609. You could always call me up. Is it conservative to get our country involved in a pissing match that we would have to run to NATO to finish? On top of that, it's currently March 7th, 2022, and he has yet to vocalize an opinion in opposition to digital ID systems and the tyranny that they can lead to. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? Uh, let me just set this up. Why? This is from East Coast Kitchen Party on Telegram. Why has he removed all of his, uh, all the CPC branding? I'm starting to call the CPC. Their new name is the Cable Programming Connoisseurs. If you vote for the, CB, the CPC, I, I assume you're a cable programming connoisseur. <laughs> oh, that's where I'm going with it today. Why is he hiding the branding, though? Maybe because he knows the rest of the cable programming connoisseurs don't align with his rhetorical stance? Those are my observations. You could give me your observations. 705-482-5609. I posted it on Gab. Got some comments. Got a few comments. Brother Man says he saved 50 bucks by not becoming a cable programming connoisseur. Apparently, Brother Man thinks uh, Pierre is a bit of a dick in real life. Uh, Resolute Pro Protector says he's just following what his master clause tells him to say. And uh, on the World Economic Forum site, that's what Viking says. He says that uh, Pierre's on the World Economic Forum website. Now, here's the thing about that. I'm not sure if those are just like trading cards of the different people that are involved in politics across the world. I know that the people that I showed you earlier, they are chair people on the boards of this uh, this forum, right? But just to have your, your, uh, your picture on that website, I don't know if that means he's a part of it, but he... Viking goes on to say that uh, Pierre has his stocks in all the wrong places. I don't know personally, but uh, he's a master of saying what you want to hear. I agree with that. Look up his voting history. One thing I did notice is he did vote against the conversion therapy uh, bill. He did vote against that. So I was, I mean, like, I got to give people credit where it's due, right? Or else people are going to call me uncredible. But I don't really like him. I think of him as Ben Shapiro North. That's my, uh, that's, that's what I think of him. Yeah, I got some comments and you're free to share your comments as well. Call me up. How do you say it? Poutine or Putin? Possum Lake House out on, uh, on Discord. He's saying Quebecers say Putin. Are Anglophones triggered by this? I'm not triggered. I'm not triggered. I just... I've always said poutine, poutine. And then Katie from college, she was the sweet French girl who stole my heart and then stomped on it. <laughs> she said, no, no, it's called poutine. It's poutine. And then when I went up to Sudbury, that's what they, they always would rag on me and say, what's a poutine? It's a poutine. So what do you say? Is it poutine or poutine? Speaking of National Post, though, actually, uh, let me turn off this number here. I thought True North had some sort of affiliation with uh, National Post and Post Media. Just due to their personnel, because they were constantly running guys like Anthony Fury and then 
they had Andrew Lawton on there as well. So I saw this article and I mean, hats off to them. Hats off to you, Candace Malcolm. I know you're a lot bigger than I am, but I mean, like she, she went with it. National Post whitewashes a Nazi slogan to defend Christia Freeland. There's the banner right there that everybody was talking about that we were talking about last week. So, I mean, a week late, but hey, you joined in, and I appreciate it, Candice. I appreciate it. Good looking out. I feel like I should be going a little more easy on these people, because it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, even though they're like, you know, kind of becoming the new mainstream media. Like, the rebel. I feel kind of bad for that Alexa chick. I do, getting shot in the leg. But like, on the other hand, I don't really trust Kian. I don't at all. I know he takes money, took money at one point from a, an NGO to fund his career. And I know that Ezra facilitated that. That is, that is something we can point to. And so it's, it's not independent or objective. It becomes opinionated and editorialized and, 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 we just don't need that in this time when we already got so much that's leading us astray. But regardless, like I said about Katie earlier, I kind of have a thing for French chicks. So maybe that's why I feel bad for... <laughs> maybe that's why I feel bad for this Alexa chick. Check her out. Yeah, well, them. They have enemies for life now. Every one of them. If they ever come back and brag that they were part of this convoy, they have enemies for life. I'm not harassing yeah, people. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm I've been asking. watching you. You're harassing people. people. Okay, Questions. I've asked you to leave. Please leave. Such a I'm tough, a tough public man. Space. Uh, at the moment, I'm free you're, and I can stay You're harassing here. people. I'm not Please harassing. leave. I'm asking I've questions. seen She's you following sweet. people around. Go. Yeah, because I'm asking you to leave. I'm asking you to leave. Uh, what is your authority on me for asking me to leave to a public space? Oh, my God. I think all of us are pretty uncomfortable, so it would be great if you'd leave. I'm just asking questions, asking... Uh, one the hat. Yeah, you've asked a bunch. I don't want to be on this. You've asked a bunch of questions. I think it's time to go. Yeah, but I'm just asking, like, what is going on? That hat, those colors, they show up everywhere I get annoyed. Everywhere I happen to be annoyed, those colors show up. Maybe just take a break and let everybody cool off. People are feeling uh, a, bit, a bit harassed, so maybe just take a break. Is I'm just okay? asking question. I've never been uh, feeling know, harassed but, nowhere else than but here. People, but people are telling you how they feel about it, right? And so just please hear them. Please hear them. That's, they are here for let's, making let's their a, voice heard. Let's Why they don't? Let's take a break, okay? Uh, why do they always sound like that, man? Why do they always sound... Let's take a break. Let's just take a break. It's... I said this in m the earliest episodes of this show. I believe what we have in, in Canada is called homofascism. I believe that's what it is. It's all... Everybody's just getting fascist around the, the, the lowest denominator. Regardless, that would have been comedy gold if it wasn't so friggin' sad. Uh, anyways... We're going to move on from all this drama and talk about the Ides of March in a little bit. I want to shake it up a bit. First, uh, some, some good stuff to move away from the, the drama is we're going to be uh, lifting the mask mandate here in Ontario. They say it's a personal choice now. 
which is interesting because a couple weeks ago, I was the devil for not wearing a mask. Now, it's personal choice. Cool. I appreciate you letting me know that, bud. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I want to know your stories about uh, masks and stuff, though, so you can call me up and let me know if you've tried it yet. Have you uh, walked around a grocery store without a mask? Did you get stared at, gawked at, like I did last week? I told you all about it, so I want you to tell me about your experience. 705-482-5609. You walked around without a mask. Have you, uh, what, what was the other one? Poutine or Putin? Yeah. How do you say it? Let me know. Call me up, 705-482-5609. And we're in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, third stringer. Who would ever be scared of that enemies for life, dude? I agree. I totally agree. I mean, like, guys like that, I'm not a tall dude, okay? And you'll see that later in the in the video with Greg later. Greg's a freaking behemoth. He's tall, dude. But, uh... I mean, I, you can't be afraid of guys who talk like this. If you, you talk like this, there's something wrong with your T count. That's what Possum's saying. Low iron, low T. That's why, yeah, that's why they look like that, all drawn out and their face so saggy. In Italian, we have this uh, this phrase, it, it, this saying, it's mushu mush. <laughs> it's just like, why you look like, like you're half asleep all the time. But yeah. Thanks for uh, chatting away in the Discord there, guys. Shout out to Third Stringer and Possum and Zodzaya. Thanks for the the super chat. Oh, yeah, there was a mask freakout in Kingston. I don't know if you've seen this one. She seems so pleasant. This is uh, just a lovely, lovely lady. Check her out. One second. Go fuck yourself, 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 go fuck yourself. Are you done now? I want to remix it one second. Go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. Are you done now? Can you help me? This guy's accosting me. No, I'm not. Mind your own business. Go fuck yourself. Okay, please do. Where's your humanity? <laughs> Where's your humanity? On camera there. Go fuck yourself! Aw <laughs> oh, man, she's having a bad day, hey? She's having a real bad day. <laughs> go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself. Uh, kids, don't say that word. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Still reason to protest, though. I mean, the mask mandates, they're almost over, but there is still reason to protest. Uh, I went to this protest, like I said. I'll show you the flyer, and then uh, I'll show you some footage. That was the flyer for uh, this past Saturday. And, uh, yeah, it was a real great time. I've been critical of the protest movement in the past, but... 
Uh, while my opinion still kind of stands, they aren't really effective, they do offer us a place of fellowship. I can tell you, it was really nice to hang out and strike up random chats with like-minded people. I encourage you to head out next time. It's uh, Saturday, March the 19th. Uh, you head over to Queens Park for noon, and then they do they do uh, speeches, and then the different groups they're selling their stickers and their buttons and their hats and stuff, and they can do that and all that. Uh, but honestly, it was just it was an amazing way to enjoy my Saturday afternoon, and it was actually great exercise too because it's a long walk and they're walking pretty fast. So okay, here's some footage from this weekend's march cool eh i enjoyed myself that one guy that guy with the bullhorn that was praying he was powerful it was powerful it was cool to be next to a dude who had a bullhorn he was he was shouting for christ in the streets that's cool stuff and there was thousands of people around there was people with canadian flags and they're waving and they're having a good time and you should head out it's a good time okay so it's saturday uh, I believe, let's just make sure I got the date exactly right. Yeah, the 19th, all right? So remind yourself, get to Queens Park Saturday, March the 19th at 12 o'clock, and then we'll go for a little walk. Be like, hey, Pete, and uh, I'll high-five you, and maybe I'll be able to interview you because I'm going to go and grab some some equipment just in case I get to talk to somebody like interesting, see if I can grab some uh, some interviews right there on the spot. Yeah. Oh, all right, yeah, I wanted to show you this because uh, it kind of ties into what we're talking about later. It's a It's a shitty way to go. Now, before we go to the break, I want to show you a shitty way to go. Check this out. This guy literally got crushed to death by a bulldozer while he was in a porta potty. That is the the worst death I can think of. But it's it, it happened. Florida man 
has been, and it was Florida Man. Of course it was Florida Man. Uh, he was crushed to death by a bulldozer while he was using a porta potty Authorities said uh, Aaron Henderson, 43, was killed on Friday afternoon in North Central Landfill in Polk County, Florida. Uh, he worked as a traffic controller. Uh, Polk County Sheriff said the freak accident unfolded as employees were putting away equipment and preparing to shut down the site for the day. The bulldozer operator had been driving his rig up the embankment at the time, but his view was partially blocked by the machinery's elevated blade. As the driver reached level ground and turned around, the bulldozer, he heard, uh, he heard a loud, sorry, as the driver reached level ground and turned the bulldozer around, he heard a loud crumble and realized he had plowed over the porta potty. And then he went and he saw, and it was oh, it was real bad. Yeah, that's a shitty way to go. A real shitty way to go. No pun intended, but it, it works. And uh, assassination—that's another bad way to go. And that's actually the story behind uh, the Ides of March. You've heard about that phrase before. Beware the Ides of March. Well, that's what we're talking about because we're leading up to the Ides of March. So that's next. This one's for you. This one's for you. The computer technology. Live on your favorite platform. Odyssey, Odyssey, Odyssey. D-Live, D-Live. Twitch, Twitch. YouTube, YouTube. Console at this one's for you. But along came the Michelin Man, who reminded them the right tire changes everything. communicate this product you can make money off the product because look at gaga she's the creative director of polaroid i like some of the gaga songs what the fuck does she know about cameras This one's for you. Broadcasting live Monday night, 7 p.m. T-O-F-U-T-V.ca. Tofu-TV.ca. How do you say it? Poutine or Putin? You're allowed to call me up. You can hop in the Discord in the voice chat if you want to talk that way. Lots of people in the Discord tonight. We got third stringer Possum. Zongda and conservationists all hanging out and I uh, want to shout out Crystal Johnson and YouTube. Everybody watching at home, thank you very, very much. 
I hope you like that uh, that gif I put together of the. It's kind of like that synth wave vibe. I posted that. People like that on uh, on Twitter and stuff like that. That was cool. So okay, I'm just gonna clean my palette up a little bit here. Things are heating up across the world. It's looking like it's about to come to a crescendo. It reminded me of this time last, uh, about two years ago. This time of year, two years ago in 2020. So what I wanted to do is switch things up a bit and talk about this time of year. We're leading up to the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. But why? Let's check this out. What are the Ides of March? If you've heard of the Ides of March, you probably uh, know you're supposed to beware them. Why? In ancient Rome, the Ides of March were equivalent to our March 15th. In Roman calendar, this date corresponded to several religious observances. The Romans considered the Ides of March as a deadline for settling debts. But for our modern world, if you've heard of the Ides of March, it's probably thanks to William Shakespeare. In his play, Julius Caesar, a soothsayer, attracts Caesar's attention and tells him, Beware the Ides of March. Caesar demands, What man is that? Set him before me. Let him see my face. The soothsayer repeats his warning. Caesar dismisses him, saying, He is a dreamer. Let us leave him. Pass. Two acts later, Caesar is assassinated on the steps of the Senate. Uh, in the play, and in reality, Julius Caesar was indeed assassinated on the Ides of March, March 15th, in the year 44 BC. For the ancient Romans, in the ancient Roman calendar, each month had an Ides. In March, May, July, and October, the Ides fell on the 15th day. In every other month, the Ides fell on the 13th day. The, words, I, the word Ides is derived from the Latin word meaning to divide. The Ides originally marked the full moons, but because the calendar months and the lunar months were different lengths, they quickly got out of step. The Romans also had a name for each first day of the month, which was the Calends, which actually is where our word calendar derives from. In fact, our modern calendar is very much like the one Julius Caesar enacted the year before his death. It had 365 days, 12, 12 months each year. It even took into account the fact that Earth's orbit around the sun isn't a whole number of days by adding a leap year every few years. Bottom line, the Ides of March corresponded to March 15th in ancient Rome. We remember them thanks to the play by William Shakespeare, Julius Caesar. So, okay, it's a bit of an infamous day. That article alludes uh, that it started in Roman times, but there are actually more reasons to consider the Ides of March a time of year to, to watch out for. So this is uh, an older article from CNN. Actually, no, it's just, it's about a year old. The bad omens don't stop there. A cyclone destroyed six warships. 
three U.S. and three German ships and killed more than 200 sailors in the waters of Apia, Samoa, on March 15, 1889, according to Naval History and Heritage Command. Adolf Hitler ignored the Munich Pact and agreement between Germany, Great Britain, and France. That gave Germany the Sudetenland in western Czechoslovakia. He invaded them and parts of Czechoslovakia on March 15, 1939. That marked the end of appeasement and further escalated tensions towards World War II. Without warning, the most severe blizzard in modern history ripped up North Dakota and Minnesota, killing 71 people on March 15th in 1941. Has the bad luck creeped you out yet? It's coming up. The Ides approaches. Well, uh, here, check this out. More recently, the Syrian Civil War began on March 15th. 2021 or 2011 sorry yeah i messed that up 2011 okay so there's more though it gets thicker and thicker all right the ides of march is something there's something about it and we can't just put our thumb on it but it's definitely there so this is another one from smithsonianmag.com top 10 reasons to beware the Ides of March. So this is from uh, 2010, but uh, so a lot of the same stuff that we've covered, uh, the assassination of Caesar, the Samoan cyclone, but how about this one? Tsar Nicholas II abdicated his throne on the Ides of March in 1917. That gave rise to the Bolshevik revolution. He and his family were taken captive in uh, July the next year and then executed by firing squad. Uh, we already covered that Germany occupied uh, Czechoslovakia on the Ides of March, uh, the deadliest blizzard as well. How about the world's uh, record rainfall? That happened on the ocean island of La Reunion. In 1952, uh, CBS canceled Ed Sullivan's show in 1971. This is all on March 15th. Disappearing the ozone layer. Remember that one when you were a kid when they were like, there's a hole in the ozone layer and that's why your, your skin burns because the sun's going directly through the ozone layer. And they had the Christians, they had us, they had us fooled because they, they really played into the whole concept of the firmament. So... They uh, announced that on the Ides of March. And now this is the one that's going to kind of make your butt pucker. Think of this one. A new global health scare. March 15th, 2003. After accumulating reports of a mysterious respiratory disease afflicting patients and healthcare workers in China, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Canada, the World Health Organization issues heightened global health alerts. The disease will soon become famous under the acronym SARS, Sudden Acute Respiratory Syndrome. That happened on the Ides. Yep. Yeah, they were definitely lying about the ozone layer. They were definitely lying about that. That's uh, Terry out in DLive. Thanks for joining tonight, Terry. I appreciate you being there. So continuing on, because it, it gets better, all right? I don't know if you can say it gets better. This is where it gets weird. 
to be quite honest. This is where this is where we're taking a turn, okay? So you remember the Christchurch massacre? The one out in New Zealand? That happened on the Ides of March. Okay, so this I'm gonna talk to you through this article here. So it's the New Zealand terror attack, blood sacrifice, Ides of March. Okay, and it's from coercioncode.com. Bit of a, you know, it's a conspiracy site, but check it out. They got some interesting information here. One of Julius Caesar's killers was Brutus, who also happened to be his own son, and he was only 15 years his junior. The name Brutus is derived from the Latin word Bruti, which means rebels. When Caesar was being attacked on the Senate floor, it is said his son Brutus was the last man to stab his father, and which may have been the wound that had killed him when Julius had saw that his own son was one of his assassins, he had said, And are you among them, my son? The son of Julius Caesar, Brutus, was now well known as a rebel murderer who had fled Rome to the country of Gaul, which is now modern-day France. It was in Gaul where Brutus had tried to govern and plan his defense against Romans. However, later, his plans and governorship would begin to fall apart for various reasons, and his own army began to rebel. Rather than be killed by his foes, Brutus had chose to commit suicide by throwing himself on the point of his sword and thus dying at age 44, the same age of the death of his father, Julius. When Octavian, that's Caesar Augustus, Julius's son, had become Pontifex Maximus, which means Pope and uh, Roman Emperor, he had commissioned the, an altar to be erected in honor of Julius, his father, uh, Caesar, in Rome at Campus Martin. It was at this altar in the Ides of March when Octavius Caesar had subdued Mark Anthony, who was one of the one of the rebels who was trying to take over the empire, basically, uh, he ordered 300 of the senators and knights found guilty in the conspiracy of the murder of his father to be sacrificed at the altar of Julius. From this time thereafter, it was said that a Greek man and woman would be sacrificed at the Ides to honor Julius by the Flamen of Mars in the realm of the occult. There is a very powerful bridge of time that pagans believe is woven into the tapestry of the astral plane. It begins on the Ides of March, or March 15th, and continues to the pagans' quarter sabbat of the veneral, vernal equinox. Vernal equinox, yeah. Or the first day of spring in the old Roman Julian calendar, which is favored by pagans, the middle of the day month was the Ides. The ninth day before and after the middle day were called the Nones. This formed 18 days or three sixes of power for spellcasting and other occult activity. Since March was the first month in the Julian calendar and was the month named after Mars, the god of war, it was considered to be perfect for a time to start war. 
March 15th was believed to bring forth energy from the war god, which would be at its strongest six days later on the the pagan Sabbat uh, when the planet Mars moved into Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. Aries was the Greek god for uh, Greek name for the god of war, Mars. It's interesting also to note that President Bush he made his ultimatum speech to Saddam the day uh, that is named after the moon on a Tuesday. Same with Putin and his uh, ultimatum speech that he he gave on uh, February 22nd. It was a Tuesday. Okay? So it gets getting pretty creepy, right? So that was at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that in Iraq was at 4 a.m. and the full moon had risen to 33 degrees in the sky as our troops uh, listened in the hazy light of that occult influence. Could all of this be a coincidence? We know that the 48-hour ultimatum given to Saddam Hussein expires exactly at the time of the Pagan Sabbat. Is this why? Uh, is this? Is it then? that they will cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. Well, they did. They did. They did. That's the creepy thing, man. They did. Okay, so March is the month of Mars. Like the war god uh, who personifies protection of the state and agricultural and uh, business fecundity of the community. In this context, Mars represents the terrestrial origin of life and the rhythm of the ensuing year. Mars was known to the Greeks as Ares, a war god who was wild and ungovernable and who glorified in conflict for its own sake and revealed, reveled in slaughter. Okay, so basically we've, we've established that they do something freaky on the Ides of March, right? Uh, here's something kind of also theologically freaky, is that when in mythology, when Mars would attack, when Mars attacks, huh? <laughs> when Mars attacks, he comes with, uh, with two of his sons, and essentially their spirits are demons or gods. Uh, and one is called Diamos, and the other is called Phobos. Now, Diamos is fear or terror, which relates to flight. Sorry, fight. And then Phobos is dismay or flight. So you got war. He comes with two spirits, fight and flight. I think that's pretty pretty interesting if you think of it in a psychological sense. Anyways, Ares was also accompanied in bloody campaign by Enyo, the murderous goddess of war, known to the Romans as Bellona. The Roman the Romans held a milder, more honorable view of uh, Mars, honoring him as the son of Zeus and the father of Romulus. Okay, so in conclusion. What they're saying is the criminally insane psychopaths who run the world will do whatever is necessary to realize their plans for total world domination, but they know they must accomplish their misguided, malevolent goals within a certain frame of time. Beyond that threshold for their uh, threshold of time, their New World Order agenda is inevitably doomed. The New World Order 
uh, globalist cabal Illuminati families and black nobility do not care how much death and destruction occurs in the execution of their ill-fated multi-century conspiracy to establish the one world government. All of these inverted... uh, That's a weird word. All of these warmongers care about... All these warmongers care about is their scheme. Okay. It gets even weirder from here, guys. It gets even weirder from here. Like, it really does. Alright. Do you remember the date that Corona started? Do you? Do you really remember when it all started? Let me... Okay. March 11th. That's when they announced it. And by the end of the week, we were in lockdown. Okay? So it happened on the Ides of March. The pandemic started on the Ides of March in earnest in, in North America. Ontario was in lockdown by March 23rd. Oh, and don't forget this tweet that went out from a senator last week, eh? Don't forget this one. Lindsey Graham? Let's, uh, is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more uh, successful Colonel Staffenberg in the Russian military? Colonel Staffenberg tried to assassinate Hitler. Uh, the only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country and the world a great service. Just, you know, casually calling for assassination on, assassination on Twitter. So what do you think? What does this narrative spell out? What are the global elite cooking up for us? It's not just coming from one angle. You know, this, all this stuff, like they mentioned in that uh, article, it, it kind of it, it works on a, on a metaphysical sort of dimension. So it comes from both angles, from up and from down. And I want to kind of leave you with this before we go to the break. That way you can kind of mull this over and I have one more point to make on this that I'll, I'll make right after the break. And it's going to blow your mind. This, the, nec- the, the next part will blow your mind. But think of this, what this guy's saying here before we go to the break. We all have a, a part in this. It's true. Into a corner. They're going to call the herd, as they say, Mr. Klaus Schwab. Is 500 million people by 2030. Well, I got to tell you fellas something. There's a whole bunch of us who just decided to say, fuck that. Klaus, I'm going to ask you this. You ever watch Shark Week? You and Justin sit down together and watch Shark Week? You ever see a great white? They come from the bottom. And they come up real hard and fast. You think we're on the bottom... Well, guess what, boys? We're coming up hard and fucking fast. So fasten your seatbelts. All right. So it's it's what I'm trying to show there is that there is a crescendo building, and it's coming from all sides. It's not just coming from from the corners of uh, like from Eurasia. It's not just happening over there. We have a crescendo building here as well, and it's all pointing towards next week towards the Ides like it always does. What does this narrative spell out? What do you think? You can call me up. 705-482-5609. Let me know. How do you say it? Putin or Putin? I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to uh, take your phone calls, your comments as well. That'll be next. This one's for you. 
Me, me, I set it on fire. Just poured gasoline on the floor, set it on fire and went to buy a drink and came back. How did setting this fire just you? Just so you could get here, so you could get too caught for your attention. Following fat people. Call me up, let me know what you think. Beware the Ides of March. You think we're headed towards something? It all seems so peculiar. Why is it all amping up? Even, like, everybody's banging the war drums these days from every angle. Third stringer out in Discord, he says, Cool history! I always associated the Ides of March with the George Clooney movie. It makes a lot more sense that it all represents impending doom. He didn't realize that the SARS uh, virus, it all started on March. Ides of March, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, because SARS Fest was in, uh, was in the summertime, so that does make sense, yeah. And I'm glad you enjoy that commercial, Possum. I am happy you enjoy that commercial. I put a lot of effort into it. All right, so call me up. What do you think? 705-482-5609. Uh, Putin or Putin? What have you done lately to, uh, to fight back? How have you been resisting? That's something I want to know from you. Uh, everybody, you know... We got different ways of doing it, so what do you think? What do you have to add to this? The Ides of March are approaching, a crescendo is building, and now here's the freaky part. This is all happening while CERN is starting the Hydron Collider. The Large Hadron Collider is starting back up. 2022 preview this was uh just before the end of the year 
Large Hadron Collider will reach for the edge of physics. The Large Hadron Collider, LHC, at CERN near Geneva, Switzerland, will start running again after a three-year shutdown and delays due to the, pan the pandemic. The Particle Collider, known for its role in the discovery of the Higgs boson, which gives mass to all other fundamental particles, will return in 2022 with upgrades that give it a power boost. More power! All right. So, okay. Think of that. That thing that set the world on fire, the Hadron Collider. You know. You know all the freaky stories about how it might have ripped a... a a tear in the space-time continuum and set us backwards, and that's why the world is spinning out of control into a Kali Yuga. Have you heard about that one? If not, there's a rabbit hole for you to jump down. Uh, well, if you heard about that, or if you haven't, check this little uh, green text that I found on 4chan, okay? When is CERN starting up again? And then you find out it's starting up again now. The Collider, which is being restarted again this month for the first time, is in Switzerland, who also, oddly, broke its tradition over remaining a neutral country in geopolitics uh, due to the Ukraine fiasco. All right, so Russia invaded on 2-22-22. So, like I said... It was a Tuesday, the moon day, just like Iraq. All right, we got to do this one second. Yeah, because this one's freaky, guys. All right. Joe Biden addressed Russia's invasion of Ukraine at 2.22 p.m. on February 22, 2.22. 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6. The Great Northern War, Russia versus uh, the Swedish Empire. That lasted for 21 years in the 1700s. The start date was uh, February 22nd, 1700. And that's exactly 322 years ago. The expression, beware the Ides of March, derives from the historical fact that Julius Caesar was murdered by a group of Roman senators on the Ides of March. March 22, what's that? That's 322. Skull and Bones, also known as the Order 322 or the Brotherhood of Death, is a secret society known for its powerful alumni. The gematria of the operation in Ukraine equals 322. We're watching a ritual, aren't we, bros? We're watching a ritual. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? It's all really creepy to me, man. It's all really creepy to me. I think... I think we're seeing something messed up, that's for sure. 705-482-5609. Do you have anything to add to this? Because there's only so much I can dig up. And if you're out there and you you have something creepy to add to this or something to expand with it, I would love to have you join the show. Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, I can handle a lefty as long as you don't get like rude with me. I won't get rude with you. All right, so call me up, 705-482-5609. Anything to add to the Ides of March conversation? 
What do you think? How do you say it? Poutine or Putin? That's another one you can answer. And uh, what was the other question I had? Uh, um, getting tired. Yeah, it's 9.07. All right, you know what? I have a little interview that was done with Greg Wycliffe. I'm going to play that and then uh yeah, we'll we'll close out the we'll close out the night after that. Let me know what you're thinking though. You can uh put put your comments in the box down below if you're watching a replay uh or just call me up. Call me up now. 705-482-5609. All right, here's the interview. How's it going, man? Um it's going okay. It's going okay. Kind of tired. Give you some more coffee, but you know we're marching here and, and we're doing what Have we can. Have you like washed this in two weeks? Like, what's going on? Like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so. If, if you must know, I have washed it once okay. since the beginning of Ottawa. But hey, <laughs> hey, but I, I, I have like multiple layers. I got layers, okay? And those get washed regularly. So let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is just like the shell. This is like this is like the space suit. This is like the astronaut suit. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you're on Tofu TV, which is Instagram, YouTube, and some other channels as well, right? Uh, I'm doing, uh, it's a live streaming podcast every Monday night, 7 p.m. It's uh, called This One's For You, and it's available at tofutv.ca, so tofutv.ca. It's on all sorts of platforms, and I got the, the live tab where you can check it out, 7 p.m. every Monday. Uh, yeah, check it out, because it's awesome, man. You were yeah. on there. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah. It's about... Uh, October. So if you go back on the archive, you can check out the interview with Greg. I've had people like uh, Mike Phillip on the show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to branch out and get more interviews and get more content. The idea is to have uh, like a talk show for us that that we can express our opinions and and not be cut off by that AM host who just doesn't want to hear what you got to say. So I made a show and I've, I've produced all these cool things to keep it fun and, and entertaining and I got memes to play for you. Yeah. And you know, I'm just doing radio, but it's the new, it's the new media, so. It is, exactly. it, is yeah. it is the new media. Yeah, so go to Tofu TV and uh, dig in the archives, you can find the interview with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, have you, are you in the Toronto area? Do you come to these protests often here? That's actually the thing, right? This is my first time being here. I've been doing this podcast talking about this since the summer but this is my first time seeing it and buddy it's a great shot right now if you take a look at that like there's a there's a lot of people and absolutely really, you love to see it. a couple of canadian flags just a few just a few just a few bud <laughs> and uh i mean what was it like for you uh a lot of people saw this freedom convoy and they were saying they were feeling like canadian pride for the first time in a long time can you relate to that at all yeah, you know what, actually, uh, that's something I, I kept on bringing up was, you know, this is a, what this is, is a culturally defining moment. We keep on hearing that, like, like, uh, like Canadians are good natured. Right. And, you know, as far as I've been alive, you know, there's never been like a, 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 a holiday or an event that was created out of a movement that was specifically Canadian. And that's what this is. Eventually, there's going to be a holiday about this, Absolutely. and the people are going to be talking about this in history. Yeah. That's what this essentially is. It's proving to the world that we're good-natured people. We've yeah. been getting along in the streets for, what, three, four weeks now? So 
and nothing real bad's happened. They keep on insinuating that it's gonna happen. And yeah. they keep on like antagonizing the crowd by calling us what, racists? They, they even brought out the Nazi flag when we saw it go back into the building. Was it uh, uh, Jeremy McKenzie? He, he posted that it was going, like, it was obviously... It was, it was a literal false flag. It was a literal false flag, yeah. But they're talking about it in Parliament, like it's real. That's yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's enough people here that understand. And eventually, our good nature will win. And that's that's the beautiful thing. We're we're building we're we're building a Canadian ethos as we walk here. That's right, and, and I've, I've I've described it as that as well. Which is, you know, we're a much younger nation than the states, exactly. and uh, we still have a lot of maturing to do, especially in terms of our identity. And I feel like this is a very like formative protest for us, where it's like, yeah, we're nice, but we're not pushovers. We're nice, but we're not naive. Yeah. And uh, there's so many things that I saw in Ottawa where it's like, okay, now, now I really feel like I know what it means to be Canadian. And it really is beautiful. So, um, what else was I going to ask about that? Did you Anything else you wanted to add in terms of what you're feeling or like encouraging people to, to join this? Oh, the, the other thing I was going to say is uh, I love how you define it as the moment in history. And it's like, it was historic. Modern Canadians actually started to give a shit about politics. Like, well, that's, finally. That's the finally. truth, right? It's like, finally we stopped, like, watching hockey. All they had to do was fire Don Cherry, call us all racist, insult us to our face. But eventually, you know, we, we got our freaking plaid on, we put our boots on, and we started marching. It fucking, happened, you know? Fucking right, bud. <laughs> fucking right. Look at this, man. Like, look at that. That's beautiful. We got a guy in a plaid, like... Yo, thanks for your time, man. Thanks, man. It's good seeing you. Dude. Yeah, yeah, you too. You too. Tofu TV, check him out. All right, that was pretty cool, eh? That's Greg Wyclef. You can check him out on Instagram, YouTube. He's on TikTok. He does Twitter. He's a real cool guy. He's really hospitable. And he's been covering all the he's been covering all the protests, and he, he's been wearing that he's been wearing that jumpsuit, man. He's just been wearing that jumpsuit. So I asked him if he watched it. It was the the obvious question to broach the conversation. But uh, he's a real good guy, and uh, thank you, Greg. And hey, if you're joining us from Greg's recommendation, thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. If uh, you're out there whatever you're listening on if you can subscribe on that platform and one other just in case we go down if youtube kicks us off if you can uh, do that that would help both of us out so we'll always be able to find each other the other one i would like to ask you to do is if you're listening on podcast could you give me a five star rating i found out you could do that on spotify you just have to listen to one of the tracks all the way through and then you could go up to the top and give me a five star rating i'd really appreciate it it would really help so what are you doing to stand up you saw that guy with the bullhorn earlier. He's preaching in the streets. He got uh, Greg out there doing his interviews in his plaid suit. And I'm over here in my living room, you know, broadcasting every Monday live. It's my studio living room. What are you doing? You know, you got Jerry McKenzie, uh, Rance with the plaid army, you know. But I want to know what are you doing? The little things, they count. Have you smiled at a cashier yet this month? It's a, it's, a, it's a young month, but make sure you do it before 
you're told you're allowed to do it. Please, it'll it'll help you in your soul if you just go and smile at a cashier before the government tells you you're allowed to do it. Do it of your own will. It doesn't have to be waving a flag in the streets. You could be providing an example in other ways. How are you contributing to make tomorrow a better day for us all? 705-482-5609. I'm going to hit up the Discord one more time. <laughs> Conservationist, how are you resisting? Poutine. <laughs> or is that Putin? I don't know. Cheese curds are shredded. I prefer curds, personally. I prefer curds. If I'm having a, a poutine, I prefer curds. Conservationist says there's only one right way. And yeah, that's Greg and his buddy Boris. I believe his name's Boris. They're, uh, they're a team. They're doing good work. So, okay. Let me know how you are helping make tomorrow a better day in the comments. Or let me know how you pronounce poutine. Is it poutine or putin? All right. And we'll join back here next week. Same time, 7 o'clock Mondays. All right. Like share subscribe thank you very much let me find it this one's for you